I want me some glory hope. Welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, or on iHeartRadio. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Stevens, and I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right. Woo, Bo Cephas. I am super pumped up for today's show, and not in the Austin Powers penis pump kind of way. More in the <laughs> we're going to make you some money kind of way. Uh, I know I've got a best bet coming up on our AFC and NFC South preview teams, and I believe you might have a, a one on your hands too. We'll, we'll see. Now, whether you are here for the funny. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil, doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness, look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place, and our promise to you is we will always make all your wildest dreams come true. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up for those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill by now. We will make you laugh. <laughs> we will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money. People, you cannot beat our prices, and you will not find a more consistent winner in the market year after year. If you follow the program, we send you always to collect from your bookie. Never pay. Now, since we are that good and people do love us, we have an additional YouTube show in collaboration with 105.3 The Fan in Dallas called The Degenerate with world-famous R.J. Choppy. Murray and against Zana, left side, swings this one, Holloway for three, and I set fire to the rain. Watch it pour as I touch your face. Now, with all that business out of the way, Welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast, Bo Cephas. As always, here on the sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing, and right now, it's everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, fucking disgusting cold beer choice of the week. Well, thank you very much there, sir. Tonight I am drinking a juice pack by no. Tupps Brewery what? right here in McKinney, Texas. It is a pale L. I gave it three and a half out of five stars. It is a very tasty beer. Speaking of things that are tasty and ironically go by a similar name, uh, Boys and Girls Longhorn's fourth wife was nicknamed the Juice Box. And I got to tell wonder you, buddy, why. of all your 11 wives... She was by far my favorite, and you probably should have hung on to that one, sir, but 
when she tried her hand at sports management, mm-hmm. and of course by sports management, I do mean blowing every single member of a local minor league hockey team. <laughs> yeah, I do understand why you decided to move on on that one. No, 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 no. See, I think you're getting wife number four mixed up with wife number eight. See, she was her nickname was Seven Eleven because she was always open. <laughs> <laughs> Can't keep up. Oh, my God. I cannot keep up. Yeah. All right, boys and girls, we're going to get into the podcast. Tonight, we're going to go over the NFC and AFC South Divisions as we continue our tour around the NFL, give you our predictions on win totals, over-unders, best bets, all that good stuff. But before we get into any of that, we got to get down to business, and our business is promoting our sponsor, who is BetAnySports.eu. I said bet. Sports.eu, it is the only place to go for online gambling. All sports, like the name suggests, if you want to bet if Longhorn's going to get over 12 or 14 wives, over, under, baby. And I can promise you, the under's got some serious juice on it. (laughs) They got poker, full casino games. They advertise the reduced juice, minus 105, same-day payouts. They welcome Bitcoin. They have the widest selection of props. Parlays and teasers on the internet. People, go to betanysports.eu. Put in code word gloryhole for a 35% sign-up bonus today. What does that mean? It means you deposit $1,000, you get back $1,350. You take their free money, you take our picks, you win money on top of money, baby, all day long. One more time, it's betanysports.eu. Code word gloryhole. I said bet. Hey! Sports.eu. Code word gloryhole. All right, boys and girls, we're going to get into it now. We're going to start with the NFC South. And my good buddy Longhorn is going to give you the breakdown roster-wise like you can't get anywhere else. We're going to start <laughs> with those Atlanta Falcons. Last year, they were 7-9. and nine. They're over-under this year in Vegas is 7.5. Longhorn, what do we need to know about the Falcons? Yeah, that's that's you're pretty much staring at it. That's, that's a 7-8... Seven eight win team all day long. Um, I wrote down for them. It feels like a transition year um, uh, for Atlanta, and you know th- this is a do or die year, obviously for their coach who's hanging on by a thread. Um, one of the inter- interesting little tidbits on this team is they are actually the only team that I've ever, maybe ever in history, that's going to start the entire offense are all number one draft picks. So. Um, the offense should be great. Like, I don't see how it can't be great with that um, as long as, you know, most of those work out. And by, by looking at the list of it, they're all really good players. And a couple of the offensive linemen are um, need to need to play better than they did last year. There's a couple of the rookies, and they and they probably have another rookie starting this year at left guard. Um, but the, the, obviously the problem with this team is on the defensive side of the ball, and it's just not – it's just it's not looking great on paper. It doesn't feel like they're trending in the right way. I didn't like their draft uh, their draft selections at all on defense. Um, so for me, this is a team that's you know a year away from making any noise, and it's a shame because you know what was it two years ago they were in the Super Bowl. So uh, just another transition year to me. I don't see them. Yeah, you know, they're gonna they're they're Atlanta and they got a good offense, so they're gonna surprise. Hell, they probably they'll probably split with New Orleans and Tampa. Uh, home and away so they'll they'll have some wins but overall just an average team 
yeah, I concur. I'm not excited about this team at all. I mean, Matt Ryan is who he is at this point, obviously, which is a really good quarterback. Their offense is always top 10, like you said. They finished number five overall last year. Their defense just isn't great. They finished 20th, and their head coach, as you mentioned, is a defensive head coach that can't get his defense to play worth a shit. So, bottom line, I think they're, you know, easily the third best team in this division. So, not a lot to get excited about for me. All right, moving on. Those Carolina Panthers, they were 5-11 and last year. They're over under in Vegas this year, 5.5. Mm. So take it away with the Panthers. Yeah, and I teased it in the opening about a best bet, and this is absolutely one of my best bets. 5.5 uh, over under with this team to me is stealing money. I have, I have already put a healthy bet in on the under. Um, and I know we're doing record predictions a little later in this podcast, but let's just say I'm safely under um, many reasons why. Number one is you've got a all brand new coaching staff and not only that, but a brand new coaching staff that does not have NFL um, very much NFL experience at all. You've got a completely young n- new players, whether whether free agency or draft are going to step right in and have to play with little practice time. It's just, They've traded away some of their some of their good players. I don't see any, and I, not only not only that, they don't particularly, in my opinion, care if they lose a whole lot this year because with the starting quarterback of um, Teddy Two Hands or Teddy Two Gloves with his two hands, uh, he they, does have they, two hands. It, it, I believe I'll have to confirm that, but I'm pretty sure there's two there. <laughs> but I don't think they're gonna care. If they don't win this year, the, the coach just got a 10-year deal. Didn't he get Matt Rule? He got a 10-year deal, I believe, as a rookie you know, NFL coach. So he's got job security. There's two or three quarterbacks at the top of next year's draft that they would love to get their hands on. Brand new defense, defensive young players all over the place. Probably will start three rookies, to be honest with you, on on the defensive side of the ball. I just, to me, this, this is under all the way. I, I just I don't see a whole lot with this team at all. Yeah, like said, oh, and the schedule. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Real quick, and the schedule. Going through the schedule is fucking brutal. They got the sh- they got the shit into the stick on that one. Yeah, like you said, complete team overhaul. Which you know what that is what you should see when you go five and eleven. You should overhaul the team, right? They got a new coach, like you said. They got a new quarterback. They're only from what I have projected. They've only re- returning seven starters for the entire football <laughs> team. Yeah. So. But again, when you're five and eleven, that's probably what you fucking should do, right? I'm not excited to watch this team. They're going to be one of the worst teams in football. There's no doubt about that. I am with you. Uh, but I do think that Teddy Two Gloves, with his two hands, uh, will not let them be a joke. Just because he is a solid professional quarterback, he's nothing mm-hmm. special. But I don't think he's the kind of guy that's going to go out there and, you know, embarrass you like a. He's not going to be like a. I can't even think of anybody off the top of my head like a good comp, but he, he's a competent professional quarterback, so he's not going to let them be an, an, an outright embarrassment. But, yeah, they're yeah. going to be real, real bad. Yeah, just real quick. The All only right, pushback, on those. Oh, can you, hold on. The only pushback I would have on that is Teddy Two Gloves has been a competent quarterback in the NFL, but always on good rosters. So this will be the first time – that we see him on a bad roster, and this, and you know, I'm obviously I'm predicting that this will be the first time that he does embarrass himself out there on the field. So, we'll see how that works out. All right, we're gonna move on to those New Orleans Saints. Last year, what a hell of a year! Thirteen and three. Mm. 
This year, over under in Vegas, 10 and a half. Longhorn, what you know about them Saints? <laughs> well, I mean, I know what everybody else knows about these Saints. I mean, they're, they're not a lot has changed. They're just, just like oh, about four or five of the real Super Bowl contenders. They're just a solid organization, solid free agent team, solid draft team. Um, the, the next two teams, the New Orleans and Tampa, who we're talking about next, like this, I had more struggles with these two teams. And I literally went back and forth two or three times on who I had winning this division. It was a complete struggle for me. Um, as far as losses, they didn't they didn't particularly lose a whole lot. They lost a guard, but then they drafted uh, Cesar Ruiz out of Michigan in the first round. So he's going to step right in and start. Um, it's not a whole lot of losses. And they added Emmanuel Sanders, who's going to be a great fit with Drew Brees right off the bat, just like he is everywhere he goes. Um, not a whole lot to not like about this team. If I was going to nitpick, honestly, if I was going to nitpick anywhere, I guess it would be the linebacking core. It's not a whole lot. They're they're pretty decent on the front line of the defense, and they're okay in the secondary. They're not great, but they're okay. But that middle of the defense, they, they, could, they could get exposed a little bit. Um, but, you know, not a whole lot to say. Overall, great team, great organization, and they'll be right there at the top like they always are. Yep, I agree. Uh, last year, here's one thing to keep an eye on. Last year, they were 5-1 and one in the division. That's not going to happen with Brady in Tampa Bay. Atlanta mm-hmm. always beats them once a year. And they already swept Carolina last year, so you're not going to get a bonus there, even though Carolina's going to be bad, obviously, again. Mm-hmm. I predict they start strong, as they most always do. But, you know, a couple of, a, a really uh, disturbing trend the last couple of years has been after Thanksgiving – after Thanksgiving last year, they lost three out of five down the stretch. That's kind of when Drew Brees is losing his fastball these days. He starts out strong, but his arm gets worn out. And they're not a good running team anymore, which that's what's helped buoy them in the past. But when they lost Ingram to Baltimore last year, they finished 16th in the league in the run. So if they can't run the ball down the stretch and Drew loses that fastball, it is going to be an impact. I still believe with you, though, they are one of the four or five actual contenders in this team in this league, and they are going to be a really good football team. Yeah. All right. Last team in the division, those Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Seven and nine last year. Holy <laughs> shit, they're over under is nine and a half this year. How about them Bucks? Wow. Well, um that'll that'll happen when you go from famous for pick six Jameis in uh Winston to Tom Brady. That'll that'll change that real quick. Just love this team. Um I I hope I'm not going a little too crazy on Tampa and getting sucked into the um, to all the hype, but it's just it's just when you look at this roster, and I'm talking top to bottom, offense and defense, there's just not a whole lot to not like about it. Um, and you talk about a team that knocked it out of the park in the draft with exactly what they needed. They just killed it. They they got Tristan Wirfs tackle out of Iowa who's just going to step right in and road grade on that right side they got a fantastic safety out of Minnesota Winfield he'll stop step right in and start Keyshawn Vaughn's going to be in that rotation at running back and Tyler Johnson's a sneaky wide receiver out of Minnesota uh who who can fill in that third receiver slot um so I just love this team um you know that I a lot of talk about Brady not being able to make these throws in these down the field throws at his age, which is a concern. It's, not, it's nothing to, you know, sneer at, but I just have optimal faith in a quarterback like that, and I cannot wait to watch them 
make a run here. And selfishly, yes, I do have a huge Super Bowl ticket uh, on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so I may be a little biased. Yeah, uh, I probably am too, but this this is one of the tickets I've actually put in, and it's the over on that. On over nine and a half? Nine. I got it at nine. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I did put the over in on that. So, to me, I look at the Bucks. They've got a top three receiving core in the league. You can grade it however you want to, one or three. They've got the best quarterback of all time. Now, whether he's still there or not, it's fine, but he's still, he has been. Mm-hmm. And they've got a coach that gets the best out of quarterbacks. I mean, Arians got the best out of Big Ben, Carson Palmer, even Jameis last year. You can say what you want to about Jameis. He threw 30 fucking touchdowns. They were the number two offense in the entire league last year. But 36. the problem was he threw 30 fucking interceptions. Yeah. And they they were consistently higher in our rankings all year long than a lot of teams. Like, I'm looking at the end of the year rankings last night, right now. They were ranked as a team that should have won at a minimum eight games, possibly squeeze out a night. They were ranked ahead of Houston and Seattle. But when you turn the ball over like that, you're not going to win. And just to give you an example, and I know we throw this stat out there a lot, but just to remind everybody, if you lose the turnover battle in the NFL, you only cover 18% of the time. Mm. 82% losing probability when you lose the turnover battle, and they lost it a lot. And I actually think they they did lose the turnover battle last year three times and still covered, which is beyond fucking amazing. You're talking about 18%. They did it three times out of 16. So yeah, I, mean, I think this I, team's ready to roll. Um, like I said, I, I, I bet the over on this. And, I, man, I just I really feel like this is going to be one of those teams. And you can see what Vegas did, seven teams, seven wins to nine and a half. Vegas knows what this team was last year. They know they were better than a seven-win team. Like I said, they should have met at a minimum won eight, most likely won nine last year, and then nine and a half wouldn't even look crazy to you, even with Jameis as the quarterback. Yeah, I remember I remember Tampa was a team last year. We kind of rode uh, week after week. I mean, they were just seven, eight, nine, ten-point spreads for a team that was just way underrated. 100%. All right, buddy, well, give us our re- or your recap of the NFC South. Okay, and like I said, after um, going back and forth several times, so just call it a coin flip, I did end up with Tampa Bay at 11-5 and and winning the NFC South. I've got New Orleans tucked right underneath them at 10-6, and um, and then I've got the the uh, transition team, Atlanta Falcons, at 8-8, eight and eight, and then I've got my best bet, the Carolina Panthers, at 3 and 13 and your number Woo! one your number one team or your number one draft selecting team next year they will be picking goldilocks and uh things will be looking good from there but yeah last place carolina packer uh, panthers three and 13 all right so we're pretty similar on this one i've got the bucks and just to remind everybody uh just doing a three-year trend line here on over unders kind of looking at market <clears throat> adjustment mm-hmm. just like the stock market does Starting with Tampa Bay, I have them at 12 and four. Like I said, I've already bet the over. Uh, if you look at 2017, they were over under eight and a half wins. Went under that. The market adjusted down to seven and a half. They went under that. Last year, the market adjusted down again to six and a half. They obviously barely went over that. But again, Vegas with the addition of Tom Brady and they knew how good that team was at the end of the year. Back up to nine and a half. I think they still ride this wave up. The stock is going to continue to push it up. Now, moving on to New Orleans. Uh, I've got them at 10 and 6. I do have them slightly going under that 10 and a half. And that's just going to be a market correction on that. So, New Orleans, 
you look back at 2017, the year Breeze got hurt, over under eight. They went over. Uh, 18 was nine and a half. They went over that. Last year was ten and a half, same as this year. They went over that. I think the market is finally flattened out as Vegas is showing you. Same, same win total two years in a row, even though they won 13 last year. I think this is where they dip, but again, they're going to be a Super Bowl contender, but 10 and 6, slight under. Uh, Atlanta Falcons, I have them exactly the same as you at 8 and 8. Hmm. 2017, they were at 9.5. That was a Super Bowl year. They went over that year. The next year, the market said, all right, Super Bowl uh, runner-up, we'll put you at 9.5 again. They went under that. The market corrected last year, had them at 8.5. They went under that. They're at 7.5 <laughs> now. I think that's a little bit too much of an adjustment. They could go slightly in. They could go 7-9. could be 8-8. Eight eight. Somewhere around in there, I wouldn't bet it, but I got the slide over. And the Carolina, I'm not as bad on them as you just because of the Teddy Two-Glove situation. But in 2017, 8.5 was their total. They went over that. Vegas knew they were obviously trending the other way. They put them at 8. They still went under. Last year, they put them at 8 and still went under. This year, Vegas is not fucking around. They dropped them down <laughs> to 5.5. And Vegas is kind of say, okay, let's let's see if you can get under this. <laughs> Not enough. Not enough. And I think I think slot over, maybe slot under. I've got them at six and ten. I can see five and eleven. I think that's about where they'll end up at. I think Teddy Two Gloves will get you somewhere in that range. I think that's about where they'll end up, but in the basement for sure. Right. Right. All right. Moving on to the AFC South. We're gonna start with them, Houston Texans, and everybody's favorite ball coach, Mr. Bill O'Brien. <laughs> They were 10 and 6 last year. Their over under this year is 7.5, and, and I think that really is a story. But, buddy, take it away with the Texans. Yeah, I mean, that absolutely is a story. I mean, and back, I mean, when the, you forgot to say he's not only the coach, he's not only, I mean, he's the GM, the coach, the GM. I mean, I think he's part owner at this point. Like, he just, he can't he's the be grand fired. fucking Pumbaa of all things football. Yeah, you, he's locked in. Nothing can happen to him. Um, unfortunately, it, he is a decent coach, but uh, unfortunately for him, he is a horrible roster builder. Uh, just doesn't have a fucking clue at what he's doing. Um, now, they do have a guy at quarterback who at times can be kind of Superman back there, kind of a do-it-all, erase mistakes kind of quarterback, and that's fine. You can get away with that for for quite a while, but at some point, it's going to catch up with you. Um, let me start on the offense. Just, just glancing at it. Uh, if, if for people who listened last year, you know, I did kind of pimp out a couple of their young draft picks that they did on the offensive line, and I don't hate what they're doing actually on that side of the ball. And usually, usually, since that is where I always start my handicaps for these teams is the offensive and defensive lines. Usually, that would lead to me being excited about a team. However, in this circumstance, just because of what he's surrounded by outside of that, I'm just I and and question marks at that. Like if you're just doing if you're just doing names, David Johnson, Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, and Will Fuller, man, that sounds fucking great. Add that up with a with a decent to trending up young offensive line, you're cooking there with Deshaun Watson. Here's the problem. Brandon Cooks is one hit to the head away from his career being over. Will Fuller, I think he's got both his hamstrings tied by a, by a shoestring and not a double knot. And <laughs> and Randall Cobb, I mean, at this point, we know what Randall Cobb is. He's just kind of a he's just kind of a guy. And then David Johnson, I mean, what the fuck is what are we doing there? I, I have no idea what to expect from him. But based on what we've seen the last couple of years, it ain't going to be great. So on paper, looks good. What's going to happen in week four, five, six when 
most of those players are hurt, dinged up, and not available, it's going to get real bad, and it's going to be a lot of pressure on uh, on Deshaun Watson to, to be that do-it-all type Superman quarterback, and that's just asking too much. Now, on the other side of the ball, oh, my God, this is god-awful. When I, It was worse than I thought when I when I dug into it. Like, I thought it was going to be bad, and it actually was bad last year. Somehow it's going to be worse this year. Don't like what they're doing. Don't like the team makeup. Uh, don't like the draft picks. Don't like anything that they're doing over there. They, and uh, something to keep an eye on going into the season is going to be. And of course, we got no preseason, so it's one of those things we're going to have to be real quick on the draw with this. To me, Houston this year, and as long as those uh, receivers can stay healthy, they're going to be a dead lock over team. That uh, this is a, this is a team that every week is going to be. Uh, both teams in the high 20s to low 30s. This is going to be the only way they're going to be able to win this year is shootouts. So to me, they're a deadlock over team. Don't like the roster at all. And for God's sakes, can this please be uh, – what's his name? What, what's the coach's name? O'Brien? O'Brien. Can it please be his last O'Brien. year, please? Yeah, please. Get him out of there. I don't think so, sir. I think he is there <laughs> to fucking stay. All right. <laughs> Yeah, they're returning nine starters on the offense that was 13th last year, but this is the storyline to me, and I think this is kind of where you're seeing this big dip in Vegas, is they're missing their best player. And it's not just their best player. He is arguably the best receiver in all of football. And how good is Watson without Hopkins? So just digging into that, Hopkins is responsible over a third of Watson's completions and over a third of Watson's touchdowns for his entire career. So Watson has a career quarterback rating of 109 when thrown to Nook, as he is lovingly known as, and a 1.8 interception rate, which is one of the tops in the league. When you take into account that his career rating is a 101, and that's with the 109 factored in, that means he's closer to 90 without him, which is around average, not QBR, talking about quarterback rating. And same for his interception rate, which for his career is 2.4, and again, that's with the 1.8 factored in, Probably means he's around a 3%, which puts him in the bottom third of the league. So we will find out, and the Texans will too, as they get ready to pay or not pay him, how good a quarterback Sean Watson really can be without somebody as dynamic as Hopkins to throw the ball to. Gotcha. All right, moving on to those Indianapolis Colts. They were 7-9 and nine last year. They're over under. Goddamn, just like the Bucks, all the way up to 9.5 this year. Longhorn, tell us about Indy. Yeah, um, this is one of those teams where it's, you know, we, we are familiar with this team. They've been in the playoffs uh, several several years in a row besides uh, last year. But we, we know this roster. We know what their uh, makeup is. Um, it's all going to come down to the quarterback. Old Man Rivers, what does he have left in the tank, if anything at all? Um, kind of torn here because – the Colts are one of those teams that I actually, I actually love what they do in the roster building scheme of things. Loved their draft, and I, I know a lot of people focus on the Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor at the top of the draft. But for people like me that dug into, um, you know, like 250 players in the draft, when you see some of the, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth round picks that they got, it's a lot of players that that uh, that that we thought highly or uh, highly more highly than where they went. So, once again, uh, they're going to have several players from this draft come in and be um, players on this team. You know, but to me, the defense is going to be an issue. Um, I don't – 
They brought in DeForest Buckner, and that's a huge gift from San Francisco. Like, he is going to be a force in the middle of that defense. Unfortunately, besides Darius Leonard, it's it's a lot of disappointments and just kind of jags surrounding them. Uh, you know, you've got some second-year type, second- and third-year players like uh, Rocky Sin and Malik Hooker uh, in the cornerback free safety, respectively. But they're, they're, they got to step up. They haven't proven to be what they were thought to be coming out of the draft. Now, obviously, it's still early for those players, so we'll see. But uh, just – Nine and seven. Nine is the uh, over under for them. You said nine and a half. Oh, it's nine and a half. Wow. Yeah. It's just to me, that's an absolute no bet. Just wait and see what you got with with Rivers and um, uh, take it from there. But what do you got on them? So I'm bored to death with this team, honestly. Mm-hmm. And this is this is one of the teams I'm either going to be really right or really wrong. Uh, this is one of my best bets. It's the under, and I'll get Uh-oh. into it more on my recap, but. It's an under all day for me. I think Rivers is done. I saw him last year in San Diego or L.A., whatever the fuck you want to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll get into a little bit more in my recap, but yeah. Okay. I, I think it's definitely under on this team. All right, moving on to one of my favorite football teams in all of the NFL. For no particular act, there is a very particular reason. Uh, and I'll get into it in a second, but it's those Jacksonville Jaguars. Hmm. And they were 6-10 last year. Their over-under in Vegas is the lowest total on the board of any team. It's at 4.5 this year. Longhorn, give those poor bastards down in Jacksonville some goddamn hope. 4.5, that's some bullshit disrespect to my Jags. What the fuck is that shit? That's, <laughs> that is... That is that is so disrespectful. It's actually dead spot on. Okay, so here's the deal with this team, and this is what I wrote down. Um, I love this roster. Dot dot dot. In two years, like I mean, we I, we talk all the time, or I do specifically. How I when I can see a vision of a team, I fall in love with it, and I can't wait for that future potential to hit. And when I look at this team. If they get, if they do end up with that top pick or the second pick or the third pick or wherever they land and they get Goldilocks or Fields out of uh, Ohio State or even the kid that won't even get to play for North Dakota State, he ain't walking into a bare cupboard at all. Like you go down the list of players on this team, it's a lot of young, good talent on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Love what they did in the draft. Just absolutely loved it. Um, bottom line is, yeah, this team is going to suck. Uh, and I don't think they care that they do because they want one of those quarterbacks. Uh, however, they they have loaded up on some talent, and I cannot wait to watch this talent grow. Although, admittedly, they will not be good this year. Take it away. Breaking news, Sounder. Jacksonville not going to be good not, this year. Not too good. <laughs> Uh, I love this team because I love Gardner Minshew. The stash, as I love to call him. Mm-hmm. He is one of my favorite sports characters to come around in a very, very long time. Probably one of my favorite anecdotes about the kid is his name is Gardner Minshew the second. There's no Gardner Minshew the first. He just decided, oh. you know what? I'm fucking the second. So that you guys is fucking classic. Suck. Yeah, he is Uncle Rico, I mean, incarnate. It is fucking great. I love that I love that dude. 
Uh, yeah, this this year, I agree with you with the roster trending up. This year, though, this team is going to be garbage, which is their goal. I mean, they've gotten rid of, which, again, they went 6-10. and 10, They have no quarterback. I love my dude, but he's not the guy of the future. If you're 6-10 and 10 with no quarterback of the future, you should be selling off all of your top talent, right, which is exactly what they did. They got rid of anybody of, of any veteran status that could play at all. They got rid of all of them, which, again, that's exactly what you should do as a responsible franchise. It's the shitty franchises that just middle around and stay in the middle year after year. It, the ones that, you know what, go for the rise, and once they start falling, they sell out, bottom out, and then move back up. That's the proper way to do it. They're doing it the proper way. I agree with you. Their trend line going forward, I really, really like it. Uh, I know my boy Gardner Minshew probably won't be around to see it, but, you know, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, they're going to be bad this year. Just real quick, Bo Sivas, before we move along. Uh, they took 12 draft picks in this year's draft, and I can – I mean, we, we, you can log this and save it for later. I guarantee you 10 of these guys – I love their draft. 10 of these guys in two years will either be starting or, you know, getting not, you know part-time snaps as, a, as backups. 10 of these in one draft will be significant players for them in two years. I love what they did. All right, we're going to move on to the last team in the AFC South. It's those Tennessee Titans, where they went 9-7, and seven, as they have went every year since the inception of the goddamn franchise, I believe. <laughs> and this year, they're over-under. Shocker is 9. It's a Longhorn. What can we expect from the Titans this year? Yeah, and maybe it's uh, maybe I'm feeling a little frosty, but I think this is going to be my second best bet. I'm going to take the over on this yeah i just i don't looking at this roster it you know i just said that i looked at rosters and it's worse than i thought well digging into this roster it's it's just better than i thought love what they're doing um i don't really see any holes at all except for one spot and um that is where i think um that my dream spot for um what's the defensive end my names are escaping tonight clowny yeah my dream spot for clowny to come and play is this team right here because if you add clowning to this team it's really their only uh it's not even a glaring hole but it is a need is pass rush um if you can take clowning and take some pressure off harold landry he'll become a double digit sack guy they nailed the draft pick last year with jeffrey simmons he's just a stud there in the middle uh everywhere else just love it draft pick love draft picks loved it uh isaiah wilson although i not to be honest, not a big Isaiah Wilson fan, but for what this team does, he came in at the perfect spot where he can just focus on a shit ton of run blocking. Uh, and, and at 6'6", 350-plus pounds, he should be able to step in and right away and do that. Christian Fulton, nice little second-round pick that should slide in and, and add to um, add to some uh, secondary help. I don't see any way, any way this team does not win the AFC South, and I don't see any way that they don't win 10-plus games. So uh, that's, I'm high on this team. I don't think it's going to be a fluke what they did last year. So um, what do you got? Yeah, I'm with you, man. I think they're the class of the division right now. Like I said, they win nine games every single year, no matter what. So mm-hmm. I love their coach. I do think yep. it's questionable. Their strategy starting a wide receiver at quarterback. No, uh, that is questionable. No, that's – but <laughs> that's, that's an old bit that he's art. He's he give him respect now. Come on. Uh, you know, I hate that kid, but he does make Henry better. 
And it's not the other way around, okay? All you retards out there that think that, you know, it was all Sir, Henry and not Tannehill. Uh, cannot say the R word. What word was that? The, you said fucking retard. Cut oh. all of this out. I'm, I'm, I know this. none of this will be in the podcast. Yeah, not, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll edit all this shit out later. Thank yeah. you so much. None of this on the air. Anyway, uh, Henry... <laughs> Had 3.8 yards per carry, per carry as with Mariota as his quarterback. He averaged 5.9 with Tannehill. Okay? So don't tell me God. that Derrick Henry made Ryan Tannehill. It doesn't work that way, boys and girls. It just does not. Uh, they do have to play better D, but their schedule is actually a lot easier than last year. So I think that kind of equals out. I don't know how much their defense improves. I think Clowney obviously would. Improve their defense greatly. And I did read today that Vic Beasley finally did report and is taking the COVID test. So, not that oh, he's a world beater, but that helps. Yeah, well, and, maybe the, maybe Clowney, I mean, hell, if they get Clowney, Beasley, and Harold Landry, they got, some, they got some really good outside pressure. Yeah, and to your point overall, as far as what the team is, last year in, the, in our power rankings, they finished a half a point ahead of New Orleans, and you saw – how that bared out in the playoffs. New Orleans, first game they played, divisional round, right? They got the bye out at home. What did Tennessee do? They went on the road and won two games, made it all the way to the AFC Championship game. So they were a really, really, really good football team last year. I don't expect anything less than that this year. I'm with you. I think they continue to progress, and I think they're the class of the division. All right. All right, AFC South recap time. Longhorn, take it away. Okay, at the top, like I said, Tennessee. I've got them going ten and six. So, you know, it's. I guess for it to be a best bet, I should have. It should be higher than that. But ten and six in the lead. I do have Indy going nine and seven and getting that second place. So I guess technically that would be an under nine and a half for them. And lot and a lot of that has to do with my respect for Old Man Rivers. I am not as down on him as you are, and I do expect him to have a decent bounce back year, um, but just not enough to win in the division. In third place I've got the Houston Texans going seven and nine. I don't remember what you is that was seven wins, seven and a half, right? Uh seven and a half, yes. Yeah, okay, so I guess technically that would be the under I I fully expect most of their skill set positions to be out uh significant time so good luck watson and of course your future afc south champions but current afc south dumpster fire the <laughs> jacksonville jaguars at four and 12 bringing up the rear well good news jacksonville fans that your time's coming baby it's coming yeah, just just hang in there man it's coming all right, I've got those Tennessee Titans at the exact same. Well, sorry, one game less than you, and only because they go nine and seven every year. I'm going to give them nine and seven, and they win the division. That doesn't mean that they're not a ten win team or can't win ten. I think they fully could do it. But if you look at the trend line, 2017 eight and a half went over. 2018 eight and a half went over. 2019 last year eight went over. Vegas finally got it right. They're like, fuck it. We'll give you a nine. God damn, we're, try- we're tired of hit- getting hit by this over. <laughs> so, and remember we told you in the first episode, uh, for these three-year trend lines, the unders at 53%. Because, again, most people like to bet their teams to go over. Well, 
Tennessee fans have been fucking raking it in, betting their team to win the over. So this year, Vegas is like, we're not fucking around anymore. If you want to fucking say they're going to win 10, bring your fucking money. So, But I like the over. I personally have them pushing at that. I think this is one of the worst. It, it is one of the worst divisions in all of football. So I don't think it's going to take 10 wins to get there. But they might win 10 just because the division is so bad. So I'm with you on yeah. that. Uh, number two, I've got Indy at 8-8. Eight and eight. It is under all day, baby. So if you look mm. at the trend lines, 2017, they were at 9. They went under. That was when uh, Luck got hurt. 2018, they were at 7.5. They went over that, obviously. And then last year, and this is what the biggest – this is this is what pushed me over the edge. Last year going into the season with Andrew Luck, this is before, obviously, surprise retired on everybody, their over-under was 9.5. Mm. Their over-under now is 9.5. So you're telling me – you're going to give me the same over-under with Andrew fucking Luck as you're going to give me with 80-year-old Phillip Rivers? Get the fuck out of here. Easiest bet on the entire board to me. Under all fucking day. I gave them 8-8, eight and eight, just being generous. They might be a lot worse than that. It, that's just where I so, got them. So you're going to stand there owning the fireworks stand <laughs> and telling me that Andrew Luck is the same as Phillip? Get the What the hell? Yeah, I'm out on that. I'm way, way <laughs> fucking under, and nobody's remembering that right now. So, oh, some people. I are. love it. Yeah, some people. Some people are gonna make a lot of money on it. All right, third place. I've got those Houston Texans. So I think this is the year where the market catches up to them. So if you look back at Houston, 2017, eight and a half. That was the year Watson got hurt. Remember, they did go under that. The next year, nine. They went over. Last year, market adjusted down because they knew this team was getting worse. Right, getting worse progressively. Eight and a half. They went over that again. Vegas says, you know what? We don't give a shit. We're still going to adjust you down because you're still not a good football team. Now they're down to seven and a half. I think this is the year after two straight overs and the market adjusting down three straight years. I cannot see them beating that again. They're going to go seven and nine. Slight under on that. Like I said, it's if you keep seeing a stock getting graded down and it keeps somehow outperforming it every day, eventually the drop is coming. I think that's this year for Houston. And then last, but certainly not least in my heart, Mm -mm. those Jacksonville Jaguars, their over-unders four and a half. Hmm. I'm still taking the under. Three and 13 is where (laughs) I've got them finishing at. If you look back at 2017, that was their miracle run to the AFC Championship game. Their over-under that year, Longhorn, was six. Six that year. They went all the way to the AFC Championship game. I believe that was the year I was on them. Yeah, you did. You killed it killed it uh 2018 so the market adjusted up but not that much faith they only so they were at six they went all the way to the afc championship game with one cunt hair of a ball mm-hmm. being tipped away to go into the super bowl and the market went all the way up to eight and Ooh. they went under and Ooh. then 2019 last year it <laughs> stayed at eight and obviously they went under that and went six and ten this year vegas is like Yep, not fucking around with this anymore. All the way down to four and a half, which is the biggest drop of any team in the league from last year to this year. And I still don't think they dropped it enough. It's fucking crazy. And if you want to bet the under four and a half, they're still charging you minus 115, which is an extra nickel, which isn't that crazy on the juice. But if you consider the fact it's the lowest total on the board, that's pretty goddamn expensive. So... I think they went three. Maybe they went yeah. four. Maybe they went two. Who knows? They're going to be fucking terrible. I can tell you that. 
No chance at five. Sorry, Jags. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys and girls. Well, that was our AFC and NFC South predictions for you. Some best bets, over-unders, a lot of fodder and nonsense. Longhorn, tell them about that fabulous website one more time. All right, you glory hole seekers. That's going to wrap up another award-winning episode of the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the sports patio next week, and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. Hit us up on any of our social media platforms, and don't forget to subscribe to both our YouTube channels, the Football Glory Hole and the Degenerate with RJ Choppy. Now, of course, when the season starts, we will have additional free picks on our website. Uh, the Saturday morning quick hits with additional free picks on there, too. And the Degenerate Show on the fan. And on top of all of the gold we spit out weekly on this podcast, my God, stop doing sports all wrong and sign up for our premium picks on our website so we may become partners for life and both Cephas, as always, in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on. God damn it. People never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take us out, baby. Oh.